1: Hello, I'm Michael D.J. Eisenberg. I'm the Tech Savvy Lawyer blogging at the techsavvylawyer.page and host of the techsavvylawyer.page podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing lawyers, judges, and others in the area of law to talk about where they see lawyers, new and seasoned, taking advantage of technology in their legal work and how all lawyers can utilize technology to better their practice, improve their services to their clients, and enhance their own lives. This podcast will try to stay focused asking each guest three questions and asking the guest to provide their top three best answers for each question asked. There is no right or wrong answer, as each tip may or may not be the right one for you. But it may springboard an idea for you, and along the way, you may learn something new. She has a decade's worth of experience growing tech startups across the country and is currently Head of Growth and Education for Smith AI. Smith AI provides 24 7 law firm communication and intake services by phone, web, and text. Full disclosure, I've been a customer of Smith AI for some time now, and they have provided me excellent virtual receptionist service. Maddie, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me.
1: I appreciate you being on. Please tell us what is your current tech setup?
0: So my current tech setup includes a number of different tools um, for internal collaboration and then also external. So I've got obviously a a laptop, um, Lenovo Yoga, which I like. It's Maybe it's on its last legs, but it's still working well. And it has this tablet flip mode that was appealing that I've never, ever used. Um, And then I have a lot of software on it. I run Chrome and I use Calendly for scheduling appointments without the email back and forth. I use Slack. Um, I use Front for email collaboration and assignment. And I use a lot of social media and marketing tools and analytics tools like, you know, Google analytics and Mm -hmm. what have
1: you. And your smartphone.
0: I have an iPhone.
1: Uh, Uh, It's
0: that very sad version that has the one uh, Jack shared with the uh, power and headphones, and uh, i don't can't remember the last time I plugged headphones into it because I can <laughs> never sort of find that little tiny penny sized um, adapter
1: Well, I mean, do you use bluetooth uh, headphones
0: i have Bluetooth in my car and that's pretty much the only time that I can't just have the phone sitting on my desk and use speakerphone. So I'm either on a video call or I'm Mm -hmm. on my cell phone and I don't need Bluetooth headphones actually. Okay.
1: Fair enough. I, I, I've got, uh, the AirPods, uh, the most recent version, not the, not the pro, but the version two of the original AirPods and they work fantastic. And the neat thing about them is you can have w- either one in your ear, working, you know, as both a a speaker and as a microphone, and then switch out to the other one when um, something you consider. But again, if you're happy with a speakerphone, you know, all the better. Uh,
0: so yeah, just, and that's that's actually very interesting. I just I have this weird feeling that like all the earbuds that have always fallen out of my ears are just going to come right back with. That purchase, and they're just going to fall out of my ears, and then I have a very, very expensive thing falling out of my ears instead of, you know, the cheapo headphones that are replaceable that I'll use while I'm running, and I randomly right. have a all come through.
1: Well, uh, remember um, with Apple, I think you get a one or two week uh, return policy.
0: But what if there's, yeah, I mean that that assumes that I've on my run not stepped on it or, or lost it or crossed the street and a car ran over it while it's falling out of my ear. So I don't know. I mean, of the things that are, um, needs that I have for some reason that just doesn't present itself. And like we were talking about before we started text expander.
1: Mm-hmm. if
0: there was a tech that I was just going to pour myself into, right? it would be that, you know what I mean?
1: No, no, no. I, my, my wife's the same way, you know, I've been trying to get her to use tooth wires, uh, headphones, but she's like, she's happy with her wired. Like, okay, if it's, as they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so let me ask you our, our, my first question. From your observation, what tech are attorneys underutilizing in their practice?
0: Well, all tech, but most importantly, the things that are already being paid for or used that are being underutilized because there haven't been the systems in place that are really easy to plug in that are cheaper than ever that just don't necessarily get the attention because you sort of set something up and forget it like take the Mm -hmm. website for example that's the website and the phone are the two most obvious examples so you've got a website and Mm -hmm. you uh, you know maybe you added a form to it way back when someone put your phone number on there and that's pretty much it. You know, you you have some capture points to it. Maybe you wrote your email on there. Um, Maybe you've added in even an online calendaring link if you're really savvy, which I recommend, but underutilized websites have no website chat. They have forms that do silly things like ask for your name, email, and phone number and give you a blank space to write your life story. I mean, for lawyers, you don't want just a blank space to write the life, right. life story. Right. You want to steer them a little bit more. So right. there are so many opportunities, right? There's mm-hmm. asking more specific questions in your web form, like, do you need help with X, Y, or Z? Is it a family law or social security disability? topic Mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Pick one of the two. Oh, if you can't pick one of the two, well, then it's not the right fit for the firm because we don't do those things and um, you can't submit the form. So then the form fills that you do get are really relevant, which is cool. Um, I would say if you have a phone number that doesn't include uh, texting capabilities, that's a big no-no and a really easy fix. Um, There are tools like zip whip and uh connect and smith ai that can answer those texts for you with a live human being or you can automate them um and and people want to click on your phone number and and they also want to we're recording this now at this time of covid um and what happens is people in close quarters actually whether they're at a workplace or in home with you know three generations don't necessarily want every conversation Overheard, or is it appropriate to do so in front of children or co coworkers to say you're contacting a lawyer for a divorce or a DUI or to get help with a you know criminal defense matter or even take care of an elderly parent and their their estate planning? So. Um, there are a number of ways that text-based conversation, whether it's on chat or text, mm-hmm. are enabling faster, better, more effective communications for lawyers to capture leads in a way that leaves discretion as an opportunity for their potential clients. So that would be um, my top recommendation is to, is to enable those channels where people are looking to connect with you
1: mm-hmm. and
0: improve your responsiveness uh, through that.
1: You know, one thing that I found uh, helpful is I use, I know you use Calendly, and I use Acuity uh, Scheduling, and Mm -hmm. I believe both platforms set, like you said, the criteria, is this your situation, has this occurred yet, Uh, et cetera, but one of the things I do is at the end is they get a notice saying that if you're not prepared for the documentation I ask you to gather, uh, that you're in a quiet space to talk, uh, and other criteria like that, that I inform them that the canceled, the appointment may be canceled or postponed when they're not ready for, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the great thing is, uh, I thought you were going to say actually that Calendly and Acuity both offer free plans, which they do. Um, you can set the boundaries. You can have one right. calendar type for free, I think on both of them. And then yep. it's like some amazingly reasonable fee after that, yep. you know, 8 or $10 yep. per user per month. But um, you can add in even uh, payment to it. You can yep. add the pre-screening questions and then you can even follow up with a confirmation email. But what's nice is when you have a service that books those for you, you can mm-hmm. send a follow-up email that says here's how to really prepare for the appointment yep. or yep. you can have a follow-up email that says you know I understand you weren't ready to book that appointment yep. today but here's the link and that link will work for a receptionist service someone in your office mm-hmm. or the, the potential client themselves so it's really universally applicable um, you can install it you know you can add it on your website Anywhere that people are contacting you, Yep, and it's just one link that's reusable and, and such an efficiency.
1: Well, I know uh, Acuity just started offering. Um, I believe they start. Excuse me, they just started offering the ability to text uh, the party before the actual telephone conference. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if a calendar. calendar excuse me, Calendly offers that too, but. Um, it's something it's an add-on I'm planning on getting just to make sure that you know to remind the uh, the person that we've got a phone call at x time and and just make sure they're ready
0: yeah so that's actually very interesting what we see is that text messages are responded to and and uh, recognized mm. actually not just responded to recognized at a much higher rate than an email oh, and okay. if you think about what's interesting about that. It's actually not even that it's an email. It's that it's a browser desktop issue. It's actually like a line of sight noise creating um, Mm -hmm. distinction where the Mm -hmm. phone will buzz or flash or you'll see the screen flicker even if you have it off and vibrate your desk or whatever. Um, But the email, you know, your settings are maybe different. We know that about 50% of emails are spam, so your alerts are probably, you know, um, factoring that in. And for me, when I have Google Calendar open, if I have alerts and I don't have Chrome, I'm not staring at it, you know, I don't have a noise that plays on my desktop for for Chrome, for alerts. I'm a pretty organized person and I don't miss meetings. But, you know, that, especially with clients, Mm-hmm. Um, the text alert is much more effective, and that's actually why we added SMS texting as a service. We know that people even on Facebook are, are getting alerts. And if you've noticed, Facebook has added the ability for you to add an event in there on your calendar because it knows that your, your native calendar app on your phone is going to alert you better than the one within Facebook because that requires you logging in, and it's much like the Chrome is shipped.
1: So, one thing I think that needs to be pointed out to the listener, and it was actually my question to you in just a, in just a second, but I, I looked it up while we were talking, that companies like ZipWhip, and, and I forget, you mentioned one or two others, that Connect. they actually, I'm sorry? Connect, with a a K. Connect, that, correct me if I'm wrong, allow you to uh, convert landlines so that you can receive. Indeed. And yes. also, I believe, uh, VoIP, VoiceOver Internet Protocol.
0: Yeah, so I mean, if you were going to use it for VoIP, then um, I would recommend that you first look at what your VoIP provider offers because we talk to a lot of lawyers who say, oh, I didn't realize I had texting this whole time and I just haven't downloaded the app to my phone and opened up those texts that people had sent me. Um, So first do that if that's you. Um, But if you have a landline, you don't need to change anything. You can actually add a text-enabled phone number to it. And the cool things about these these systems with texting is that you can automate some responses. You can have them time-based for after hours only. Uh, You can even have them pooled and, and groups can monitor them if you have a paralegal or a team. Uh, and you can have um, canned responses and even triggered responses based on keywords that I think is really cool so if someone says something along the lines of are you taking new clients or do you work with or uh, you mm-hmm. know can I book a meeting or a consult you know that the response should be something like hi yes we're accepting new clients and you can learn more here or you know uh, have right, you right. Looking at your calendar right
1: now uh, you've given us two great answers, but as you recall, I'm going to try to pull three out of you. So we have talked about websites, we talked about uh, and texting. What would be your uh, third uh, area of tech that? You-
0: so I think that attorneys are underutilizing the API, the the integration um, between their software, and I think that this is the really really important point here that you're not going to find a you know one size fits all does all tool that you know is your perfect crm case management internal project management for your marketing campaigns and your email system everything right like oh it also has my calendar and my billing built in a lot of systems will allow you to do many 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 things and they can consolidate but at the end of the day that limits your choice because then you're using all those native tools and what you want is more of a platform like Clio, for example, that right. will give you a whole heck of a lot of tools that you'll you know, probably only scratch the surface of. But what they've done is they have opened up their software, the sort of fields within the software, mm-hmm. so that they know if someone books an appointment and it matches right. the email, for example, of a right. new lead or client, that that appointment is reflected not only on your calendar, but also tied to their account in Clio. Or their record in Clio if they're not yet an account. So what's cool is that programs um, like, you know, Zapier, right, and there are others, allow the user to not be an engineer um, mm-hmm. and to connect their software together and sort of string it up in a way that you can use your option for choice, use the tools that you really like and have them still talk to each other and, and not have to be switching gears so much and not compromise so much on the features that you need. Um, and, and to me, like that's the number one thing when you're evaluating software is does it work well with the other tools that you already use and that you may use in the future because you wanna be able to grow into your software and not have to be limited by the feature set that it currently has, or that that one engineering team is going to build into it.
1: Well, your answer kind of leads us to the next question: What kind of tech integrations can virtual receptionists, you know, like Smith AI, um, provide lawyers to reduce their work?
0: Well, I mean, there there are so many integrations. We have a Zapier app. Um, it's you know it's probably still not searchable on Zapier. It's a private Zap, but it works with both the phone receptionist and the chat service as well. And what you can do, some of the most popular ways of of using it, uh, is to basically have after every call or or chat transcript, it's logged as not only a new contact, it's creating a new contact in your system of record. It is also logging the call notes from the receptionist or the entire chat transcript in Mm -hmm. that record. And you can see that in the conversation history or the activity history, depending on the software that you use. And there are a number of other really cool workflows though. There's a Slack integration so that you can have a team be notified when an incoming call transfer request or a chat is on your website and they're requesting a, a callback um, that can be redirected to the receptionist Slack channel, actually it for us internally for you, or it can be directed to your team. Um, and to me like that allows for you know a level of communication that is faster than what a human being could do it reduces data entry and it reduces human error and then also gives the option for choice i mean it's really nice to get a notification in slack or even on text to accept a call you know do you we give you 30 seconds, for example, if you get a notification in Slack or or as a text message to accept a call. Instead of getting like your phone ringing and and asking, do you want to have this call transferred to you? Imagine if you're somewhere, We all know that there's a courthouse that doesn't really love having phones ringing um, where you may be in a position where you could step away and you need to take a call, but a a phone ringing is not appropriate. It's a nice, discreet option It also allows you to delegate within Slack like, okay, I'm going to claim this call and it's going to come in um, for our team, actually, and also for yours. Um, But I would say there are some very simple integrations as well. We have people who have web forms. This is the easiest, lowest tech thing that I'll probably say. Um, If you have a web form and it gives you an email alert every time that someone completes it with a new potential client, uh, you can easily set an email forwarding rule up to SmithAI and we can call back those leads because we know that response time, um, the longer it goes, the more it kills business. So mm-hmm. the Clio report, for example, said two-thirds of clients base their decision to hire an attorney on the initial responsiveness to a first call or email or form fill, whatever that first touch point is. So calling them back and not having that burden on you or your firm is essential, even when it's a form fill and not a phone call.
1: So can, can you share perhaps two other... how? Tech integrations allow virtual receptionists to reduce, help attorneys reduce their workload that are not API based?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, one of the sort of integrations that you can do is you can share, I don't know if this would fall within integration, but if you have a, a law pay uh, link or mm-hmm. invoice, um, you can share that with your receptionist service and we can not only um, you know use that to book consultations that you charge for and capture that payment information ahead of time, but we can also use it to capture payments that are due to you on unpaid invoices. Uh, as a neutral third party to say, we understand you have a close personal relationship with this client and you probably don't want to bring it down to a transactional one. Uh, So why don't we make that call for you? And we can take the credit card over the phone. And um, I mean, it's not a uh, integration matter, but we have a NDA and financial non-disclosure that every reception assigned so that they're able to, you know, take that secure information over the phone and to give the peace of mind to our clients. So that's something that is important and that works on web chat as well. It's actually very interesting. Um, let's say you charge for consultations and you're on a chat and there's a very qualified lead. You've asked them your questions and they say, sure, I'm willing to pay You know, $200 for this consultation. Great. Um, go ahead and pay this, and they have the link. They put that in themselves because you don't want people entering credit card information really into a chat. Right. And, uh, and then uh, you say, you know, give me back the transaction ID that that's going to give you once you've successfully completed that. And that goes in the chat, and that's okay. on record as the transcript. Okay. And I think that that's, you know, a very easy hack to actually not only have someone chatting online, they get an answer and it's like, oh, someone will follow up with you. What you want is to complete that thought. You want to get right. the consultation. You don't want to insert the someone will follow up with you. That's only a message that's been taken.
1: So that's perfect. That's great information. But I got to pull one more out of We got the <laughs> okay. APA, we got LawPay.
0: Well, so the other integration that I think is so cool is Facebook now is also being staffed by our receptionists. So you can, at a time when screen time is at an all time high right now, I think it's gone up 70% in the COVID crisis uh, and much of that is spent on Facebook. And uh, what we know is that a lot of businesses are recommended on Facebook and there's a lot of referrals through these Facebook peer groups. And it's important more so now than ever to have responsiveness through your Facebook page or any page where you have a profile and a presence or any messaging, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you, you can have us actually respond to messages on Facebook. So the of having all these profiles is significantly reduced and the value is significantly increased is actually a capture point uh, for new leads who find out about you and explore your firm. And what I would encourage is that, you know, if you have one of these pages or um, if you have a website and you add chat, that you proactively ask for that conversation to happen um, because that's often a mistake that people make. Um, Is to okay? I've loaded up chat, but it is the most discreet, hard to find thing on my website. Or I have Facebook Messenger staffed, but I'm not even going to pop up a greeting when someone visits my page. Well, it's sort of missing the point. I think you want to generate those conversations, and when you have a service that offers a 20 call, 20 chat free trial, why would you not try and consume those 20 free chats to get the data to determine if it's something you want to pay for?
1: And is that just something that they have to ask like with Smith Smith AI if that's a service offered and then it's integrated into Facebook, uh, presuming that it is?
0: We we will offer it for every single Facebook page that you own for your business or, or if you have other businesses in addition to a law firm, whatever the case may be, we're not exclusive actually to legal, but we do specialize. Um, if you have a Facebook page, you must own it to give us permission to message right, people right. through it. The beautiful thing is that both SMS text answering and Facebook are not additional add-on costs. So they just count towards your normal chat quota and we can okay. have the same directions that we're using to answer things appropriately and steer the conversation as you wish on all those channels.
1: Well, so I think you and I talked about before, um, how do the, the receptionists handle the situations where a potential client may go advice and they're trying to say, well, I need to know, you know, how to do whatever, make a will, draft a will, or, you know, how do I file for unemployment? Then um, would I need to file a lawsuit? I mean, what happens when you get questions because we, because we don't want to be inadvertently quote unquote offering legal advice and then, then get in trouble with the bar.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we're actually a member benefit of dozens of bar associations at this point. Mm-hmm. So, and then new ones uh, we're adding all the time. So we work very closely with the bar and we actually teach CLE. I personally teach a lot of CLE programs, but mm-hmm. so we know this very well. We've talked to a lot of ethics counselors there. And um, what we know is that A, it's very important that we have the you know NDA in place and all of those right, things right. that we bring in really talented receptionists who are already seasoned career professionals. professionals in customer Mm -hmm. service, hospitality, many of them military, actually, and some of them have worked in law offices. Um, Even the Florida Supreme Court, for example, we had a former paralegal from there. And uh, these are people who are very well trained and and work with about 60% of our clients are lawyers. So they're very familiar when um, someone mentions a specific type of visa for an immigration firm, you know, what that, involves and if they can just answer a basic faq of yes the firm does or doesn't help with you know right. filling out that form or or oh that means that this person is an xyz situation and i'm not going to dive into this conversation any further because it's no longer you know faq it's right. really this is a a substantial discussion so What we do is we have steering questions and we try and maintain control of the conversation, which is important. Mm -hmm. And we, at the same time, express sentiment, I think really well, and this is important a lot of people will use services that have a script. They have a goal in mind, get the appointment booked. Okay. We get it. Oh, this should increase our conversion rate. We're so dialed in. But actually the thing that increases the conversion rate is making a connection and um, giving some personality to the firm that gives comfort to that person. Who's probably um, not quite super at ease because they're contacting a law firm and how can we demonstrate the value of the firm and the expertise by just, you know, saying, okay, let's, this sounds like it's a good fit for this firm, you're in the right place, let's, you know, book you for a consultation, and you steer the conversation and you control it, uh, actually, very deftly, like the receptionists, that's probably their top skill that they possess,
1: Mm -hmm. is to
0: very kindly um, and not so obviously steering the conversation. So it doesn't happen. And and if they have to, to say, you know, I'm not an attorney and we even have disclaimers for chat that clearly state this, it's important, not just on voice channels, but also text to say, this does not establish an attorney client relationship. And this
1: is not, this doesn't
0: constitute legal advice. And actually, even if it's staffed, it is not staffed by attorneys or it is, Chatbot. It is not even monitored, but actually, you know, later reviewed by attorneys. Um, it's you don't want to say anything like that. You want to have your disclaimers in place, and we have actually those already templated because we have so many legal clients who are using us for that.
1: Well, you you may make me a convert on that. Yeah, <laughs> I hope to. <laughs> um, so uh, last question: uh, What do you forecast, and uh, how we work with technology post COVID?
0: To me, I think a lot is here to stay. I think the, how we, well, let me back up. How we work with technology post-COVID is not so much up to us as it is the client. And that goes For us at Smith AI, we have business clients. It goes for law firms who have clients, both business and consumer. It goes for Mm -hmm. anyone. The client steers the conversation. The client makes the demands. And within your wherewithal and means, you try to meet them as it fits your goals. And I would say that if we consider video conferencing, if we consider Slack and internal team management and project management software which I love and I'm passionate about, uh, the clubhouse and Asana and Monday of the world. Um, those tools allow you to work effectively remotely to reduce significantly your, you know, quote unquote, brick and mortar, you know, fixed costs, operating costs of the business, your margins go up, your ability to spend on marketing and client service goes up and, and resources and staff, um, and then you also are able to much more flexibly run your business in a way that um, accommodates your lifestyle or, or needs and taps into a talent pool that's beyond your zip code. And I see a lot of these tools here to stay. And frankly, because much of technology is now month to month uh, as a cost, it's really not a huge, scary decision to say, well, what is the, you know, what what's happening after COVID? Because It's really just everyone's operating month to month with software costs to a large extent. And um, to me, that's that's great. That's really freeing to say, we don't have to have it all figured out, but we know that we can deliver better client service more rapidly and, and with easier access when we don't force people to come into the office for a consultation because there's nothing in the office that uh, is required to have that conversation. If Mm -hmm. we can have a video call, establish a good personal connection, make eye contact and um, have a meaningful conversation that doesn't cost you gas and effort and parking and, and all of these things and time delays and Um, it's much more efficient. And I think we'll see an increase in efficiency, but only insofar as the client is really driving that demand.
1: So if there was one thing you could say to a, someone resistant conversion, if you will, to the post COVID life, you know, going a little bit more remotely, going um, virtually, what is it you would say to try to help them? They'd have being, you know, they prefer the old school. If you, I
0: would say two things. I would say the first thing is, If you really um, miss social interaction and Mm -hmm. you love going into the office to have your, you know, routine and your social time and your chatting, really evaluate if you need that to be a business expense because that is a massive business expense and you may find that you're already going to have the social interaction and you're going to go back to going out to dinner and seeing movies and going to the park and maybe you'll get that enough. And you build in a little bit of coffee shop time, you don't have to have a, an office that you're paying for, which introduces other, you know, things like workers comp issues that you won't have so much of when your team works from home. Um, and, and the other thing that I would say is just consider uh, what you're able to, to do with all the money that you'll save um, by not having a physical office and the, the staff you can hire if you position yourself as a remote employer and how much more competitive you'll be if you, the people working for you come from a larger talent pool.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Those are all fantastic thoughts. And I I hope the listener uh, gets something out of that because I know that solo practitioners like myself, uh, that a lot of the um, cost saving benefits that you've discussed, I've already implemented. So I, I think that the larger firms can actually learn from both the solo practitioners and the small firm practitioners. And I think you gave a great Explanation as to why there are benefits in doing, and more importantly, in in this conversation about how companies like Smith AI can really assist the attorney uh, in mitigating their costs. Uh, so, Maddie, tell us where can you find uh, where can we find you.
0: So you can visit our website, which is smith.ai. We have a phone number that's listed there and I'll give it to you here, which is 650-727-6484. And you can text that number as well. Uh, You can also email us at hello at smith.ai. And if you would like to ask me any other questions or you wanna email me personally, you can email me at maddy, M-A-D-D-Y at smith.ai. AI. And I would be glad to receive your question.
1: Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again. Uh, Anything else you want to leave for the listener before we go?
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, I would love to, Michael. Uh, We do have a special offer. We already give a 20 call, 20 chat free trial to uh, every new potential uh, business who is looking to work with Smith AI for receptionist for phone or chat, text or Facebook. But we also have $100 off after that trial on your first paid bill. And you can use the code tech savvy.
1: Oh, Fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that. I think the listener will appreciate that. And again, I want to thank you, Maddie. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It was a pleasure.
1: Likewise. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Tech Savvy Lawyer Page podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself, learned something new, and we'll come back again in about two Tuesdays for another podcast. If you have any ideas about the presentation, questions about what we discussed today, or ideas about future episodes, please leave comments on the blog or email me directly at DJ at the page. Have a great day and happy lawyering.